Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Gen X. I'm Ducky. And I'm Andy. Our names are fake, but our friendship is real. We're two Gen Xers inviting you to our weekly deep dive into dating, sex, and relationships. Today, we're going to talk about how to make your profile super swipeable. From thirst traps to things to avoid, how to optimize your photos, how to come across as a hard yes for way more people than you're probably getting to like your photos and and profile now. We're also going to review an app that's geared towards folks who are interested in ethical non-monogamy. And uh, this whole episode is really a big pile of unsolicited advice about how to tune your profile. So let's dive in. But before we do, a quick catch up. Ducky, what's happened since last podcast? Since last podcast, I have had not one, not two, but three dates shot out from under me. No, not an ooh la la, ooh la ooh. Just, just, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is like. So I've had people just cancel on me at the last minute. I had someone be like, we're not connecting. You're at a different kind of stage of life than I am. I had another person be like the day that, that we were supposed to have our date. She was like, oh, I have a migraine and then the next day, she's like, we're just not connecting. I don't want to see you. And this was a woman that I had talked to on two separate apps that she had ghosted me on one app. And I tried again on another, sparked up another conversation. And then she pulled this. So that wasn't great. Damn. Yeah. And let's see, Beverly has kind of been shying away from me i've been trying to kind of get her to do a second date you'll remember her as the woman that we ended up kissing on the street for our first date like a couple weeks ago and haven't been able to like make that happen again she says she's kind of in an introverted mood and so i've been trying to think about our last conversation where we talked about trying not to read too much into what other people's situations are. So I'm trying to just kind of let that take its toll. Lisa is away still. And so haven't really seen her. Did have a date with Veronica and that went fine. Again, don't really know where that's kind of going, but yeah, I've had a lot of kind of like missteps and starts and just, it seems like a very kind of fallow period. It seems like sexy summer has stalled a bit for me. It's now sexy bummer. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Sexy. I think there's, there's something like going Boy, on. Yeah. I think there's something going on with you know how we were saying oh my gosh the fish are jumping i think a lot of people were like oh my god i'm vaccinated let me like line up a bunch of stuff and if i can finally go out in the world and then it's like oh wow i'm not used to this level of activity and having plans every night of the week and i think one piece of it might just be like people put more on their plate than they were actually up for you know like shopping while hungry basically and yeah because i think this happened a bunch of times to my roommate, like four dates in a row. And I have to admit, like it happened to me the last four dates, two week dates last week and two dates the week before also just kind of like wah, wah, never happened. Like canceling the last minute. Oh, sorry, blah, blah, blah. Or just straight up, you know, looking forward to tomorrow and then not hearing anything. So I think that there's something in the air of, and it has to do with people like coming out of pandemic, you know, guns blazing and then going, oh, wait, shit. I'm not really entirely ready for all of this activity. I think there's yeah. something to that. I don't, I, I would definitely not take it personally. That's a good theory. Yeah. I mean, I'm not taking it personally, although you certainly know that it is hard when you're dating not to take it personally. And it's like, well, okay, what, what's, what am I doing wrong? But then again, you know, I think back, you know, three weeks ago, like I had 
more people than I could possibly even juggle at one point interested. And maybe, yeah, this is just the hangover from that because so many people were out and about and now people are either burned out on dating or are, yeah, have kind of found some folks or people are just, yeah, maybe they're just getting more picky too. It's like, oh, well, I swiped all these dudes and talking to a bunch and well, I just want, I just want, you know, I want to just do a, a few of them now. So yeah. Maybe that's regardless, it. none of these people know you super well. So I hope you're not taking it personally, even though, like you said, it's kind of hard not to, it feels like a rejection of you. To be honest, it's really a rejection of whatever projection they had of you, which may or might not have anything to do with you. That's exactly right. I mean, that's the thing. Like when you don't know someone very well, it's all, a, it's all a projection. So you have no idea yeah. like what the other person's really like. And so that's an, but it's an interesting piece of advice. Like, well, how do you, you know, when do you get to that point where you're just, where it's like, oh no, this person really doesn't really care about me or, oh, we're not really making a connection. Is that just a story that you're telling yourself or is that real? And so that's, that's always an interesting line to walk, I think. Yeah. I think um, we should do a show sometime down the road about like finding happiness and cultivating contentment while also dating. And what, how do you balance those two things? That's a great episode. We should do that. <laughs> how about you, Andy? What ha What's happened to you in the last week or well, so? Well, in addition to having a couple of days stand me up, um, I also took a super trashy trip with a bunch of friends. Some of the same friends that I went to Puerto Vallarta with, um, we last minute decided, let's go to Arizona and go uh, tubing down the Salt River and get shit-based drunk and it was a delight the 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 float itself is really beautiful and you're going through amazing terrain arizona we were in like uh tempe and really close to asu so we went out both nights and partied with a bunch of very very keen co-eds i was uh contemplating a lego stack of about three 22 year olds but i demurred and ended up going back to my room by myself because 22 year olds eh. like the appeal you know i was I, it's funny because i was like looking at these hot guys i had i had four hot guys that were literally offered up to me and i could I could make a little Lego stack of one, two, three, or four of these guys if I wanted. Like they were taking off their shirts, I shit you not, to show me what they had going on and offering themselves to me. Now this is, mind you, three in the morning. They were making poor decisions. But in my, in my mind, I was like, they're going to have way more fun than I am because 22-year-olds don't know how to do much. No offense to, tw to, to the 22-year-olds out there, but you just don't have enough experience to be as good at sex as somebody who's had more of it, which is me. <laughs> So like, I'm going to be bringing a level of skill and expertise to this party that, you know, whatever. And they were, they were super hot. They had like ripped, like 22 year old fit, you know, bodies. So it's funny because as we were walking back to the hotel, my friend who we refer to as Rick Wayne, he was like, oh, you're so privileged. Like if I had four 22 year old chicks throwing themselves at me, I would have taken full advantage of it. And it would have been night like that I would cherish to my dying day. And you're just like, don't feel like it. And I was like, well, one, I'm not super thirsty right now. I have a boyfriend and a girlfriend and I have a hot couple on deck to see later this week. So eh, eh, don't really feel like I need anything. Um, but secondly, like, I don't know, it's three in the morning. They're not going to be bringing their A game. They're all drunk. And, you know, even if they were the best of the best, they're still so young. They just haven't been around the block enough to really like know what to do. So I, I likened it to it's like 22 year olds are kind of like the plastic food outside of Asian restaurants where it looks amazing, but it would probably not be that good to eat. So I turned it all down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be hard if yeah with if it was gender reversed i think i you know These i guys think we're taking their shirt off i got a lap dance but like at one point we were like oh let's have a lap dance contest i got one very uncomfortable lap dance that i then shut down because then it was like oh i'm not giving lap dances i've 
and I played dumb and I was like, oh, yeah, I, I, how do you lap dance? And I was like giving them this weird, awkward grandma moves. Weirdly, they knew exactly how old I was. And that was part of the allure. I'm sure. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, one day you and I will exchange bodies and we'll see what happens. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could give it to people on loan. I yeah I once again once again I think you're you, you are winning this week, <laughs> which means I need to up my profile game, which brings yeah. us to today's topic. Yeah, and I actually had a lot of time to research this because in driving back from uh, Tempe, Arizona, to Southern California. I was swiping in all kinds of weird pockets of Southern United States to see what's on what's on offer, so to speak, as we were driving from small town to small town. And uh, the, a lot of tumbleweeds blowing through the wind out there. Uh, and I saw a lot of what not to do in profile. So lots of good research and uh, fodder for our, our main topic for today. So let's dive in. So we have we have a pretty good list here of of things. Which should, should we start with the photos? I think so because I think that just like they say in Silence of the Lambs, first we covet with our eyes. And if you liken dating apps and and dating services to real world, you know, meet cutes and and the old good old fashioned seeing someone across the room that you're compelled to the room to talk to, it's because of the way they looked. And for better or worse, most of us, even if we do pause to read the profiles, our first snap judgment, because the, our, our brains are geared to associate tons of metadata to faces. And you, you know this, Ducky, from you know, both of us being designers, when you put a photo in a persona, it suddenly like you, you're able to add a bunch of metadata around that archetype because now you have a face to hang all that stuff off of it and that's how we that's how we navigate the world of of social interaction with other humans so photos are the most important let's start with photos imagine a dating app with no photos it would be like that tv show love is blind where they can't see each other but they you know they <laughs> go on these dates and they talk and then they see each other and it may or may not work out i mean most of the people are at least of a general kind of level of hotness in that uh in that show but it would be really interesting if they really mixed in some like very average people into there and and, and see what happens i mean i right. think i think we all know what would happen would be that there'd be a lot of heartache but yeah i so think we start with our eyes most of us if not this is true and so my my first my first bit on this is some people, and I know we're pulling pictures from elsewhere to put into the dating app. And maybe that's step one. That's like the wrong thing to do because I see a lot of people that I'm like looking at their picture and I'm like, you know, this is a dating app, right? Like they just don't look attractive. They look like they like rolled out of bed and took this picture. Like I, I can't. I can't imagine the thought process that went into choosing that picture. You have to think of it like from an, from an audience perspective, from, as we say in design, from the user's perspective, you know, the people looking at this have to, are going to have a fantasy that they're going to be standing next to you or with you or beside you and want to be there in the room with you. And so make your pictures seem like appealing. And so that, that would be my first, my first tip. Yeah. I feel like the first photo, especially there's a lot of things that you really need the first photo to do because some people are going to make a snap judgment literally in seconds, microseconds. So that first photo has to convey a lot of things. And there's a couple things that you can do to at least, you know, up your odds. So number one, don't wear sunglasses in your number one photo. Your number one photo should be your face, either looking straight 
you know, at the camera or looking off to the side, but it's actually better if you're kind of like looking at the camera or like looking three quarters off, like you're laughing at something hilarious that somebody's saying over the shoulder of whoever's taking the photo. That's really great. But don't wear sunglasses because, you know, eyes are the windows to the soul. And if you've got sunglasses in your first photo, it's already covering a lot of your face and it makes you seem like unapproachable. You don't, you've maybe got something to hide. You're too cool for school. You can have photos with sunglasses in, you know, your second, third or fourth, but the first one, I need to see eyes really, really important. So the first shot's got to be a photo of your face. Don't make it a group shot where I'm going to have to guess which one are you. I, I would say avoid group shots or there's ways to use group shots, but we'll get that in later. The first shot should just be you. And ideally it's not like your headshot. It shouldn't be like your LinkedIn photo. You know, you want it to not look professional. You want it to look more like personable. So like, instead of like your LinkedIn shot, maybe like show a picture of you holding a koala bear from your last trip to uh, Australia, which says, oh, I'm a world traveler and I'm, you know, cool with animals that conveys so much, but it should be a close-up shot so I can see your face. I want to add one thing about the group shots. Very often I see people in group shots with other people that are hotter than them. Oh. You don't want that. I see it all the time where it's like, wow, some of these women are gorgeous. And then there's you like, don't do that. Like, and especially this is also for women with like, with like young women or teenage women as, as their kids, like in the photo with them. It's like, you don't want like a reflection of like, you know, how much older you are, especially if like your daughter is really good looking. Like you just want to avoid that altogether. No, no hot people in your photos. You should look better than all the people in your photos. Yes. But also you don't want to like over index for like hotness. Like I feel like I remember seeing something in like an okay Cupid blog post a million years ago that like you're going to do better on dating profiles if you're a seven than if you're a 10. So think about that. Like if you're a 10, a lot, some people might not swipe on you because they're like, oh, this is a model. There's no way that they're ever going to be into me, a mere mortal. Or, oh, this person is incredibly hot, but they're probably incredibly high maintenance as well. Uh, so, you know, don't wear too much makeup. If you're a woman, um, don't over stylize yourself for that first photo. If you're a guy or a girl and be really, really careful about not overdoing it with the filters. In fact, it's best to not use a filter at all, especially the really silly ones that like turn your face into like a cartoon and put like animal ears on you and like a little cutesy nose and like dramatically change the shape of your face and like airbrush out every like flaw that looks ridiculous. And again, I'm trying to see what you look like. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to fuck you, not a cartoon version of what you wish you looked like when you were 12. Like, yeah. let's, let's be, be real in that first shot, especially, especially, it's not, it's not at, especially at our age. Like you just don't want to look like you're like an adolescent kid. It just, it's, it's just, no, even, weird. even, even people in their twenties, like talking to, you know, my partners who are like, in their thirties who still swipe on people in their twenties, even they're like, nah, people with those dumb animal filters, especially at this, as the first shot, it's kind of a hard no. So don't do that. First photo, focus on a great photo of you and you alone looking personable, maybe laughing off at something in, you know, off camera. Don't make it a bathroom selfie of your, you know, post-workout body. Nobody, nobody needs to see that as your first photo. The first photo should be your face, preferably with like clear view of what your eyes look like. That's, that's tells a lot about who you are without saying, without saying anything. It's like, you know, this is the face you're going to get up close and kiss. And I'm not going to say ladies smile more because I'm not falling into that trap, but <laughs> you don't need to look serious and grim, especially in every picture. I see a lot of that where it's just like, I'm super intense and grim. And it's like, well, I don't want to go on a date 
with that is like, I feel like I'd be judged or like, you know, I don't know. It just, it just feels like, whoa, again. Yeah. You can have a Mona Lisa smile. You can have a princess die kind of coy smile. You can have a full, you know, belly laugh smile, but look like somebody positive and personable because if you want somebody to like come into your life, nobody like wants to come into like, you know, a sad fact situation. You know, you want to look at your expression. Do you look like you're like questioning whether like you're like, I've seen a lot of pictures on the first one where they do this, this, I don't even know how to describe it. I'm going to do this face ducky and you tell me what this looks like. Questioning or like a, almost like the face that you'd make if you were like a living version of the shrug emoji where it's like, you know, not quite duck face, but it's just like, I don't know, like kind of like, and I think people think that it's like, oh, I'm silly and I'm quirky and I'm not trying to be too sexy, but it looks, it actually looks like you're like right from the jump questioning do I belong here? Am I somebody that you would even want? It projects a lot of insecurity. So that first photo should project confidence, positivity, and personability. And you just, I think in general, need to watch any kind of goofy faces. Unless you're super hot, and you know if you're super hot. Unless you're super hot, and you're trying to kind of knock your number down from like a 10 to like a nine or an eight <laughs> or a seven. Or, or make yourself feel approachable. Yeah, make yourself Exactly. Unless you're trying to make yourself be really approachable. Those goofy faces with like the tongue, like I see like the tongue out a lot, like a, like, uh, and you're like, really? Again, this is a dating app. You're here for a reason, not to. Can I? Can I let you in on something though, Ducky? That, if, you know, knowing that you swipe only on women and stuff, that tongue out and like eyes crossed, that's a specific sexual fetish called Ahigal. So yeah, I'll put a link in the show notes, but there's a whole sexual fetish out there of like a face that's like an anime face where, you know, supposedly you're getting fucked so hard that you, your eyes go cross and your tongue lolls out of your mouth. And women sometimes make that face knowing that there's a genre of guy who loves the ahi gal face. So here's the thing. If you're looking for the ahi gal lover, sure, maybe put that in, but don't make it your number one face because you're going to, you're going to hurt your numbers. And now, you know, maybe maybe save it for later when you're texting or sexting. Now with Tinder and maybe some others, but I know Tinder definitely you don't if you have on smart photos, you don't get to choose what is your number one photo. They will pick the best photo for you, and that's your number one photo. Oh, interesting. It's the one that gets the most the most swiped right. They'll choose it for you. So with Tinder, if you have that feature on, you may want to make sure that any of your photos potentially could be used for swipe right. So because you, you, I mean, you can turn that off. And so you can, you can set the order of your photos, but it may behoove you to actually keep it on. It's actually kind of a nice feature. Yeah. I think if you're going to like use that, you could potentially like, be surprised by which photo gets more traction. I think the data would be interesting to know. It would be um, very interesting to know because that way you could optimize on other sites as well. You could take that photo. That would be your primary photo on other sites as well. Now, we talked about like the first photo a lot where it's got to be your face. But let's talk about what you might put into some of the secondary tertiary photos. I think we, we all can agree that you don't want to show up to a date and have a person go, oh my God, like you are way bigger than I thought you were, or you're way skinnier than I thought you were, or you're way shorter or you're way taller. You kind of want to give people a sense of what your body looks like because you don't want anybody to be surprised and caught off guard when you actually meet in person. So this is the part where, you know, truth and advertising is really important. So include, be sure to include one of your photos, not your first one, but one of your photos should be a full body shot that's 
flattering. So like if you're a guy and you want to show off your abs instead of like the yucky old bathroom selfie or the post-workout gym selfie, maybe show yourself, you know, playing beach volleyball or, you know, out at, uh, you know, a, a pool party where you had your shirt off and you're laughing and like, you know, stringing up lights and I can see your abs really nicely with a shirt on. But I think like, yeah, you want to, you want to make sure that it's flattering. If you're a woman, how about a, a picture of you at the company Christmas party two years ago when you were wearing that super tight, you know, awesome body conscious dress, or, or maybe you're showing your, you know, best yoga pose in front of your new plant, you know, cute cuteness in your, in your backyard. And, but you want to, you want to make sure that you're showing your full body and right. not in the bathroom and not in the gym, ideally. It can, it can be a flattering angle on your body, although not too flattering as to be deceptive, I feel. Like you can have like that three-quarter turn, you know, or hands on your hips or those kinds of things that are that are great for, for flattering your body. But having, yeah, it, but I, I, think, I think you're right that you don't want to be deceptive in its... Things so are like this, and we know those tricks anyway. The super high angle, the you know the the shot that's just from the like waist up or just from the chest up. Those things are can be extremely deceptive, and so yeah, you need that you need that full body thing. But it also yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have to be like well here's all my flaws. Here's what I look like when I just rolled out of bed. It can still be a nice picture of you, even if like me, you're not skinny mini, as my grandmother would say. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody, everybody at this point, if you watched America's Next Top Model at all, you know how to do a booty tooch, you know how to work your angles, you know how to smize. So use those tricks, find your light, get good lighting, but try to avoid using filters to alter your photo uh, or to like make yourself skinnier than you are. I think that like truth in advertising is really, really important. And, you know, here, you know, a lot of people don't often take full body shots. So if perhaps your, your best photo of you is when you're at your friend's wedding in Italy, you know, a couple of years ago, and you want to like show that off, but you happen to be in a group of people, do a couple things. One, blur out the other people, or if you can't be bothered to blur out the other people's faces, put an arrow on the photo that says, this is me, because I don't want to have to go looking through like, you know, there's five blondes in this photo, which blonde were you? I, you know, now I've got to like pay really close attention and try to tease out five flavors of the same chick in the same color dress. Are you kidding? No way. So yeah, I think it's really important to, if you have to include a group shot, make it really clear who you are and ideally blur out their other faces especially if they're hotter than you, but even if they're not like they're, they, they don't need to be in your profile and they're not actually consenting to being on the app. So it's probably a good idea to just blur out their faces full stop. Even if they're, even, even if you're the hottest of the bunch, blur out their faces. And if they're kids also, especially. Yeah, for sure. That just, that just feels almost like a violation. Yeah. And then, like within that, like when you're, when you're putting in other photos, so we talked about the importance of the first shot being a face shot where I can see your eyes. Another photo should be a full body shot. And then all the other photos should show different kinds of slices of your life. Like if you're really into cocktail culture, maybe show a picture of you taking a cocktail class uh, or mixing up a drink. Uh, if you're really into restoring vintage furniture. Maybe there's a picture of you sanding something, you know, show me your life. I, I get really annoyed when I see like a person who obviously knows like, this is my best side. And you see the same angle with the same smile in every single photo. And I know that this is really annoying and off-putting because I used to do it myself. I was always like this side of my face, this angle, da, 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 same smile. And it's boring. And we, we all, a lot of us, especially if we're not like really confident about how we photograph, tend to get kind of boring and repetitive with our facial expressions and our angle. So mix it up, 
try to try to show different sides of your face, your body, and your life in the other photos. I have seen so many pictures where yeah, the smile is exactly the same in five different pictures, whether they're you know at the beach or whether they're in their car. And also the car selfie probably should go. That's probably yeah. something that can be retired. <laughs> but at least yeah. at least one of the extra shots has got to be a pure thirst trap. What is your best feature and what is a picture of that that is going to show that off? Is it your hair, your eyes, your mouth? We did a whole thing on thirst traps a couple of weeks ago and I suggest you go back and listen to that episode. But one of the, one of the pictures has got to be like, oh yeah, this is the this is the Steve Jobs. But wait, the, just one more thing. This is the like, oh yeah, you have an amazing rack. Or wow, yeah. look at that guy's butt. Like, or man, that guy has great hair. Or wow, look at this woman's eyes. That whatever that thing is. There's got to be something that really grabs us. Yeah. So the first shot should be a photo of your face. Maybe the second shot is a full body shot. Maybe you have another one that's kind of playful. You know, I rescue dogs. Here's me with a cute gaggle of puppies. And then your thirst trap photo, which is look at these baby blues or look at these big boobs or look at these really cute petite feet, you know, whatever, whatever your thing is. Make sure you show it off for sure. How many, how many shots you think you should have? Because some of these apps, you can have like 20 shots. I think four is a good minimum because you've got the full body. We're sorry. You've got the, the, the face with no sunglasses. You've got a full body. You've got a thirst trap photo with your best feature. And then you've got one photo that's like a slice of life. And activity. if you have those four, yeah, an activity. If you have those four, I feel like that's, that's good. There's a, there's actually a danger of putting in too many photos. It, it, uh, it's funny. Cause sometimes I'll like be looking at a guy's profile and I'm like, looking, swiping through the photos and I'm like, Ooh, yes. Photo number one. Ooh, yes. Photo number two. Ooh, photo number three. Ooh, God, is that what he looks like now? Or is that just bad lighting or is that even the same guy? Okay. Photo number four is good. Okay, photo number five is good. Let's go back to photo number three. Swipe left or swipe right, whatever the bad way is, you know. So there's a danger of putting in too many photos because you might put in a photo that that kind of like sours them on swiping on you in the first place. So put in the gold, put in, put in your best four shots. And then if you happen to have a fifth that's also awesome, great. But I think anything more than six is really unnecessary. I agree. And I'm hundred percent guilty of this and a couple of my things. And probably it's, it's, it's hurt me because yeah. I've, I've done exactly what you've said, where I've looked through like a suite of photos and then I'm like, Ooh, is this what she really looks like? Yeah. The other ones were just, they look good, but this one eh, gone. So. Yeah. And I think that another thing, when you're thinking about like the totality of the photos and how they add up, you know, I try really hard to make sure that all of my photos are within the last year and a half. You know, it's hard because, you know, you'll have a photo where you're like, oh man, that's a great photo and it's really swipeable. But, you know, if your hair is totally different now, you know, it's one thing if you like are one of those people who like constantly changes their hair and, you know, hairstyle and hair color all the time, like Linda Evangelista back in the supermodel days, cool. Then show all the different flavors of you, great. But you kind of want to have a cohesive cohesive picture that comes across from the, the collective of your photos because another problem is like having a series of photos where you don't look like the same person in any of them. And, and I actually put in a really hot photo of me in a dark wig and it was problematic because people were like, well, do you look like this or do you look like that? I don't have dark hair. So I think that like make them all look like you now is probably the ideal way to go. Even if that means like you're not showing, you know, the body that you want to show because that was your two years ago body, 
better to actually like, again, have truth in advertising. How far back do you think you can go reasonably? It feels like two or three years. I think two or three years seems like a reasonable kind of like guideline, unless you've had massive weight fluctuation since some of those photos. So like, you know, if you put on 20 pounds during COVID, the photos from two years ago aren't going to be be right. You need to take new photos. If you have a dramatic hair change, maybe you've decided to let your hair go gray and natural. You need to show only photos with your current, you know, gray hair. If you've decided to, uh, I don't know, cap your teeth in like diamond studs, <laughs> like let's see only photos of that because that's what that's what you're going to get. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is situational. Yeah, because you you want it to be flattering yet accurate representation of yourself. Yeah. What about what about the people that? Oh, I'm not even going to ask this question. Wait, here's what, you should, here's what you shouldn't have in your pictures. <laughs> you shouldn't have random pictures of food that you've made places that you've been without you in them, pictures of you as a child, what in the hell? I'm not dating you as a six-year-old. This is just going to be used by creeps. Like, don't put that stuff in. Keep it to the person that I would meet at a bar. Show me that stuff later. Show me that stuff, like, at the bar, at or, you know. yeah, nobody wants to see your family photos from like, this is your life from, you know, you were a cute kid all the way up till now. That's, that's for later when you're actually like in a relationship with the person right now, I'm just trying to get a sense of what do you look like? And if we were actually at a party, would I cross the room to talk to you or want you to cross the room to talk to me? That's it. So don't throw in too much. Make sure they can see what they would naturally see if you were legit at a party, which is a clear view of your face and what does your body look like? Maybe how tall are you in relation to the other people at this party? If you're exceptionally tall or you're exceptionally short, show that in a photo. And so I've crossed the room to talk to you. And Mm -hmm. now I'm actually looking at the words on your profile. What should what should they say? What should they do? <laughs> yeah, so I think that getting into the text part is really hard because you know most of us it's hard to write about ourselves. It's hard to toot our own horns, and you want to come off as confident and and cool without trying too hard. You don't want to be cliche. So like, there's a lot of do's and don'ts that that need to be followed with respect to what the text is. And I think my my three Ps for the text of a profile are positive, punctuated, and personal. And what I mean by that is positive. Don't list off all of the things that are like that you're not looking for or like, you know, fat chicks need not apply or I don't want any people with drama or, you know, no, no scammers. No scammers, please. You know, that negativity is just, it's unattractive. So, so, so stay positive, stay, stay with what you're looking for. Not with, not the, the short list of what you don't want. Stick with what you do. If if you say something like I'm looking for someone fit, that's a different feeling than I'm don't want anyone fat. It's just like night and day. It is. Something I would even even go farther than that and say, like, you know, instead of saying I don't want somebody fat, you you could just go with the simple positive spin, which is I'd like somebody who's fit and active because that's what I just said. I'm a a fitness trainer myself and I love trying new physical activities. I'm I'm game for all kinds of sports. Like you can actually like make it even more about who you are and like oh, you're a fitness trainer. Okay. And you work out five times a week. Well, maybe I'm not going to be able to keep up with you. Right. So yeah. And that's where I get into like the personal of my three P's, which is like, you know, you, if, if it's one of those apps where you're like, like, okay, Cupid or match where you like actually write a little bit of, of paragraphs, you know, keep it to what you're looking for a little bit about you and then you're out. 
and keep keep all of that very positive. I, one of the things that I like to do with that, you know, as well is is trying to like again, you're trying to like put someone in the room with you in their mind. So one of the things I like to do is say, hey, here's the kind of things I like to do. Like I like to go here and I like to do this and I like to do that. And I like to do wine tasting. I like to do, you know, county fairs. I like to do whatever it is so that people are like, oh yeah, I could totally see myself going to a wine tasting with this person so that they are able to like imagine that. Yeah. Rather than, yeah, I, a negative. Exactly, exactly. And then my other P of my three Ps is punctuated. Like, if you are going to write, please write in full sentences. Know how to use a comma and a period at the very least. I'll, I'll allow some tomfoolery around a semicolon. But if you are going to be typing a text about yourself that you have had time to edit, please make sure it's punctuated properly. Yes. That may be just me. Just me. Put it in, put it in, you know, Google Docs or something, or get Grammarly to edit it, you know, f- help help you for you know, just to look to see if it makes any sense. It's just yeah, it it, it just it's an instant turnoff to me when it when it's just really badly punctuated. I just, I I can't do it. What do you think about profiles with no text? Oh my gosh. Just the pictures. That's really annoying and super lazy. You know, I, I, I think that you have to share a little bit. You don't have to go into a ton of detail. Like this doesn't have to be paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs, but I hate it when I see, you know, I'm an open book. Ask me anything. Like, I'm going to ask you why you didn't bother to give me anything to go on. Again, go back to like how this translates to the real world. You know, you might cross a room for a person just based on how they look at a party, but you also are going to like strike up a conversation with them, or maybe you even overhear their conversation. And that's part of the allure to go across the room and talk to them. So give people a little bit of that personality that comes across from the way you would talk at a party. So, you know, think about things like, you know, you you mentioned like wine tasting and travel or something like instead of saying, you know, I like to travel, say Greece this summer and my hiking boots are already are already uh, getting broken in traversing the the hills around San Francisco. You know, that way it's like, okay, you got a little bit of personality and zazz. You're also talking about a specific destination that you're planning on going to. You know, it that tells me that you like to travel without going cliche and saying, I like travel. Specificity is your friend. If you can again make a specific detail, it's like, oh yeah, I can totally see myself at Napa wine tasting or Santa Barbara wine tasting or whatever that just that just adds a little bit of 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 fantasy in there in a way that you're like wow I'd love to go to Napa and go wine tasting because also like if you don't have anything in your profile or you say that dumb shit about ask me anything all I can ask you about is what you look like because that's all I've got right all I can compliment you on is what you look like but if you say you know, next trip to, you know, this summer I'm going to Greece. I can't wait. And my hiking boots are already getting broken in on the hills around San Francisco. I'd love to have somebody to, to, you know, get my steps in with that. tells me that you're fit. That tells me something, you know, very concrete about plants. And then I can ask you, Oh, tell me about this trip to Greece. What islands are you going to hit? Or I can tell you, Oh, I've been to Greece. And then now suddenly when we're texting, we've got something to talk about rather than just like, Hey, cutie, nice smile, or you look fit. How's your weekend? Oh my God. How's your weekend is like my least favorite opener. Oh God. But if you have nothing else to ask, I mean, you're like, well, you know, it's so hard because you're like, well, did you, do you live nearby? Like it's yeah. Like where were you in that picture? That looks like fun. It's just, yeah. 
it really yeah. gives you nothing. And and I, I even almost more insulting to me are people with just cliches and that's it. Where it's like looking for my partner in crime yeah, or yeah. live, laugh, love is my motto. And you're just like, great, great, thanks. I Yeah, I, I'm not trying to buy like shitty home decor at Target. And if your profile reads like shitty home decor from Target, ugh, like you're so basic. Like, and, and, and I'm sure even if you buy home decor sometimes at Target, because hands up, I sometimes do, like there's a way to phrase and style yourself in a way that makes you shine as the unique human that you are. So make sure that you're you're really personalizing and and specifying things that are going on right now in your life. If you can't think of anything to write, and please don't start off with a little bit about me. Well, we're all writing a little bit about ourselves. Or don't start off with, oh, I suck at writing these. You know, I suck about, you know, like, yes, we all struggle with it. You know, get on with it. Just get to the point. Say, just got vaccinated. I'm excited for my post, first post, you know, COVID trip to wherever. Or, you know, I, I'm currently learning how to play guitar and I'd, I'd love to hop on, on Zoom and serenade you. Cool. My best friend would describe me as hardworking. It's like, ugh, ugh no. That's another thing is when you're picking adjectives for yourself, you're not selling yourself for a job at the local bank. You're looking for a partner. Like yeah. selling selling yourself as like hardworking or and maybe this is a cultural thing. I see this kind of all the time, and it's like, well, you're not. I, I'm not. I'm not hiring someone to come work at my house. I'm looking for a romantic partner. Like the adjectives that you choose to describe yourself should be interesting and in how you're going to relate to me. So maybe you do like to do things like acts of service and it's like, well, I would, you know, I would love to bake, make you dinner, or I would love to, I don't know, give you a back rub, or I'd love to do some activity where we're like working on the house together or whatever it is, describe it in, in an appealing way. Don't make it, don't make, this isn't a job interview. This is a, this is a, this is a romantic touch point as you're saying Andy like at a party think of it that way think of it that way and and just if you're struggling and you're like oh, I don't know what to write you don't start with oh I don't know what to write that's your inner dialogue and we don't need to see it get to the part where you come up with something and a couple of tricks to come up with something is talk about what is happening in your life right now so you know the last movie I watched was blah, blah, blah. Before the pandemic, my last movie, con my last concert was such and such. And I'm really getting into baking cakes lately. Let's, let's swap, you know, gardening tips. I, I'm learning how to compost, you know, think about what's going on in your life and write about that. But even that should probably be as specific as possible. Like, oh, I'm learning how to plant roses, or I'm re-landscaping my backyard, or I'm learning how to surf, or whatever it is. It, it almost doesn't matter as long as I can imagine it and think that it seems interesting. And maybe it would connect with me because I too would like to learn how to surf, or I too would like to grow roses, or I too would like to hike the Appalachian Trail. Exactly. And or again, if you're a lazy ass bastard like me, I too would like to sit on the couch and watch the latest Star Trek series. Yeah. I think you also want to watch out, like depending on what you're looking for, you know, and, and the platform you're on, I think like, you know, many of us are on multiple platforms. And so tailoring your profile to the audience on that particular platform, like, for example, on field, 
people get very specific. There's like a section for desires and interests. And in desires, they'll talk about sexual stuff that they're interested in, uh, like BDSM or, you know, pegging or whatever. Threesomes. And threesomes. And then in interest, they'll they'll sometimes repeat those things, but a lot of times they'll use interest to talk about like cooking, reading, gardening, surfing, whatever, like hobbies that they're actually into. Now, sometimes their hobbies are BDSM and that's cool. But, you know, on a platform like Field, it's kind of structured for that transparency of desires. On an app like OkCupid, maybe, you know, you don't need to go straight into listing out like all of like the menu of sexual things that you'd like to try with a person. And you let that kind of unfold later because that's not the platform for it. And you kind Bumble of- Bumble is definitely the platform for that though. Bumble is? Interesting. I'm well, 100% maybe. kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think like, you know, like, yeah, on a platform like OkCupid, if you wrote something like, I'm looking for open-minded people- you might get called out by the people on Bumble for being there just to mess around and being a player. But on field, where it's all about non-traditional relationships and probably everybody there is looking for open-minded people, you could include it and not get called out. But also remember, everybody on field is looking for that. So you don't even need to say that. You're on the, the, the app that already is that. So stay, stay clear of that cliche of I'm looking for open-minded people because it, it doesn't need to be said on some apps and on others, it might get called out for being shitty. I have a question for you, Andy. How do you think you should deal with things like kids? Like, hey, I'm a mom or, hey, I'm a dad or, hey, I'm a grandmom or, hey, I'm a granddad. I've seen that like... I've seen like someone put in all caps, I'm a grandmother as their first line of their dating app. And I'm like, ooh, I mean, but maybe I'm clearly not the target audience for that. But I'm also like, I don't know, it it took me aback. I feel like, you know, there's some apps where you can say whether or not you're a parent and like, it's like, and then it can be something that you get filtered in or out for. I think if it's an app where there's a form field where you can say whether or not you're a parent and you choose to put in that you're a parent, that's enough. You don't need to say more than that. Some of them it's like, you know, has kids wants more or doesn't have kids, doesn't want them. And then, you know, there are other apps where they don't even ask that. And I would say, follow follow the app that you're on. If the app doesn't ask for it, probably not necessary to mention it. You can talk about that when you start texting with the person after you match. If, if it's asked for in the filling out your own bio form, just say, you know, either have kids, don't have kids, you know, want more, whatever the form, the options are in the app. And that's enough. You don't need to go into detail. And you certainly don't need to say if your kids have kids yet, that's again, like something you can save for the conversation. Like you don't need to put in how many siblings you have either, or how many of your parents are still alive. Like that's just way too much information for your profile. So I would follow the guidelines of the app that you're on, but only that and nothing more in your bio. Especially if you have a challenging situation, like maybe you have like, you know, three kids who just like came back from college and are all now living at your house. That's rough. And that's definitely going to crimp your dating style. And it's definitely going to keep people from swiping on you. So like, let them get to know you a little bit, but through texting or maybe a video chat, and then you reveal oh my gosh, you know, all three of my kids just came back and they're living with me while they're figuring out their lives. It's a problem, (laughs) but you can be playful. And at that point, they've already kind of like, like your quirky personality or your incredibly beautiful eyes or whatever else they're going to like about you. And that may no longer be a deal breaker, but it definitely might be something that even prevents you from getting to that stage. If you put it as like your headline in your, in your bio. I think leading with drama in general is just a bad kind of way to go. Not that being a parent or grandparent is drama, but I think if you do have a weird living situation or if you do have other stuff that just feels like you wouldn't walk up to someone at a party and be like, you know, hi, Bob, 
Dev, I told you that, you know, my mom has cancer, but I'm out here dating anyway, you know, like, it just, yeah. it just yeah. feels like, let's, you know, save that for the date, save that for, this is, this is a, this is a hook. This is a calling card. Yes. It's a hook. It's a calling card. And you don't need to divulge all the details of your life in your profile. Save that for when you're texting back and forth and or the first video date and or the first date. You know, if you do have kids, I would not go past the first date without mentioning I have a kid or I have kids. And, you know, maybe you can say, oh, I have two kids. They're, you know, 11 and 15. And that's enough. On, on, you know, if, if you're asked in text, because you know, because like they may have seen on your thing, oh, you're a parent, you know, tell me about your kids. You could say, oh, I have two, two sons, 11 and 15. And then that's, that's that. You don't need to go any farther than that at this stage. Now, some women would probably argue that they don't even want to bother with that. Like if I have, if I have two kids and you're not down with that, then. I just don't even want to bother filtering you out. Like I want to put that I have kids right up front and well, you know, like on OkCupid, okay you can put, you know, you know, don't have kids, might want them someday, have kids, don't want more, or have kids, might want more, or don't have kids, don't want any kids. Sure, sure. So if, I, if, I feel if, like, if there's that, but like on Tinder, there's nothing like that. On Tinder is just yeah. a blank well, field. In in that case, I would not add it. And then, you know, like, unless you're like, well, I have kids and I don't want anybody to, to even bother with messaging me unless they're cool with kids. Footnote. It's a footnote. It's a one sentence. You know, that's it. One, sure. one sentence. You don't okay. have to write a novel about your kids or no. your grandma or your cousin or your siblings or your parents. Right now, I just want enough to cross the room and have a conversation with you at a party. And I think that is, if that's the one thing that you remember, it's, I want to have, I want to be able to see what you look like from across the room, see what you look like from up close, and then have something interesting to say to you when we start talking and to hear interesting things that come out of your mouth when we start talking. That's... And when you say talking, we're actually meaning texting. Well, I'm, I was, I was doing the metaphor there of, of us being in the party. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I mean, I mean, that's the, that's the feeling it should be like you're at a, you're at a very crowded bar or a very crowded party. And this is, this is the opening gambit to what could be a very long relationship. So put your best foot forward, present yourself in the most interesting, most flattering, but least deceptive way possible. And I think like, you know, there, there's probably like certain pet peeves that everybody has, you know, having swiped through bazillions of people now on a variety of different apps. So sexy exes, if these ring true for you, or you think we missed something important, drop us a line at genxpod at gmail.com. That's G-E-N-E-X-P-O-D at gmail.com. Because we want to hear from you. We want to get to know you. We want to hear what drives you nuts when you're swiping through all the pretty lovelies out there. And what things maybe you have noticed that when you have them in your profile or don't have them in your profile, you actually get more traction. So share your tips with us because we're swiping too and we're trying to get better as well. So the app that we're going to review today in our Better Living Through Technology section is Open. Open says me. Hmm, maybe not Open says <laughs> Angie. Well, I have to say I had I had kind of high hopes and, and expectations for Open when I first heard about it, I think from you. And I downloaded it and I felt very gleeful because it seemed to imply that I could set up a profile where I was a profile of me as a single person and also a, a profile with me in a couple and also a profile with me within my polycule, my constellation. It gives you this option to join as a team. What I later found out was what they mean by team is actually that's the couple. So you can either be single or paired. 
that's it. That's a bummer to me because I th- I feel like there's still nothing out there for poly people who have multiple partners and might want to be connected in different ways to different people and have that configuration kind of visible visible. I've also not been really pleased with like the the traction that I've gotten on the app. I I, I haven't really gotten any I haven't gotten any likes, which is weird. <laughs> for you in particular, I mean, for me with these, with both this one and field, I haven't gotten any likes, but yeah, with this one, I have also gotten nothing, nada, just really nothing, nothing going on here. And there's plenty of people on it. It's just, I wonder if these are real people. I, I wonder if they've actually put a bunch of sock puppets in here to make it feel like it's a thriving app so that they can maybe get acquired. I mean, I, I don't know, like as a former startup founder myself, I, I, I wonder what kind of like, you know, smoke and mirrors might be happening in this app because to not get a single match is kind of weird and rare for me. Like, you know, I'm not saying like I need it in the thousands, but just to put it in context on field, at one point, I had literally three people, three thousand people who were in the pile of people who have liked your photo that I needed to go through and like clear out. And this was after a, a big, you know, bout of travel. So I had people in different cities that had liked me, and you know, I'm not like so hot that like everybody in Southern California was like, "Whoa!" But you know, I three thousand likes from hitting a couple of cities, and here I am in a huge metropolitan area with a lot of people who are in ethically non-monogamous relationships and open relationships and yada, yada. And to not get a single like, it just makes me feel like, is this even a real dating app? Are people, is anybody on this? Maybe these are all fake profiles that they created to make you feel like there's something there. Maybe, but you think that they would, if they were that sophisticated, wouldn't they have something that like fake people are also fake liking you. And I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, for me, the, I mean, the other part of it is not just, is not just the, the kind of lack of engagement, which I have to admit, Andy, I find kind of hilarious that you're in my shoes on this. Uh, so get a little, get a, get a little taste of the ducky life for you. <laughs> the interface on this is pretty egregious it's oh god yeah just got some it's just very difficult to use and just kind of unpleasant on multiple levels yeah i'm looking at like you know and i feel like there's some things that are like oh my god i wish i could redesign this app because there's some things that are so cool like you can switch between solo and paired again i would like to be paired in multiple directions with multiple people that i'll come back to that but like they they have this thing where it's like boundaries, preferences, profile. I love the idea that like I can set my boundaries and like like my hard limits. Like you know, I'm not into cutting or I'm not into blood play or something. I'm not interested in anybody outside of a five mile radius of me. Yeah, I, I like that. And then separately, they have you know preferences I'm looking for and I'm open to. That's kind of cool. But like that is different from the settings area or, or, or sorry, in the profile, I also can, can, can do things like, you know, set up my, Oh God, I'm trying to navigate it while I talk. And it's just making me like lost and confused. And remember kids, we're do, we do this for a living. We, we make this stuff. So when we say that this is bad user experience, we, uh, we know of what we speak. Yeah. I, I feel like with all of this to still have like like zero zip. Oh, look at that. I've got one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I think these are real people. Yeah. I, I think open is going to be closed for me. Mm, mm. Yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to also give it a thumbs down. So sorry, open so much good intentions, but the, the, you know, startups are a game of execution and uh, this made me want to execute myself. So two thumbs down. Womp, womp. Womp, womp. Okay. That's it for this episode. Okay. Sexy X's confession time. Uh, Ducky and I are vain and we want to be liked. No, we want to be loved by you and all of your friends. So if you are enjoying this podcast, help 
help Ducky and Andy out by sharing it with your friends. We're doing this anonymously so that we can be super duper candid with you listeners and give you all the details and share our lives with you, sexy exes. But because we're not saying who we really are, we ourselves can't promote it from our social feeds. So we need you to help us. And we need you to like and subscribe so that the algorithms in the machine will boost us and the different podcast playlists people will shine upon us and and feature us as a podcast to check out. So if you're liking this, make us happy by just subscribing on whatever podcast platform you're listening. And if you really want to make us happy, give us a five-star review so that we can um, start getting featured. We would love that. That is my thirst trap for likes and listeners for the day. Um, If I could show you some cleavage to go along with that, I totally would. We can make that possible somehow. I feel like then it would be identifiable. I've, I don't know. Maybe I keep them under wraps enough. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you just need to to take another picture of your, uh, the, your armpit again, where it's looks like your butt and we'll post that. Have you seen the Paul Rudd trick where you can turn a photo into, it looks like you do this thing with your finger and you have that in the foreground and then a person's face in the background. And it looks like they're standing under a man's butt. Have I have seen that? not done this trick, but sure. <laughs> okay, I'm going to include in the show notes a link to Paul Rudd on uh, the Hot Ones, the hot sauce episode, where he shows the, the host of the Hot Ones how to do this little finger trick. Um, it's fun at parties. Enjoy. Don't put this photo on your uh, social profile, though. Not hot. Yeah, that would probably not be too hot. <laughs> Unless you're really hot, in which case, I don't know. Does it matter? <laughs> you're first. <laughs> oh, thanks for listening. <laughs> To Gen X. Wait, you forgot the sexy X's. Oh. <laughs> hey, sexy X's. Thanks for listening to Gen X. We'd love to get to know you. Got feedback or comments on the show? You want advice on a situation in your life? Email us. G-E-N-E-X-P-O-D at gmail.com. That's genxpod at gmail.com. Whether you're Generation X Gen Z or Gen Y not. We want to hear about you. What grinds your gears? What gets you off? And what do you love and hate about dating and relationships in this crazy effed up world? Until next time, be excellent. Be excellent to each other. (laughs) Be excellent to each other. Be excellent to each other. (laughs) 